VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Wine Times, brought to you in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club, with me, comedian and wine novice, Susie Ruffle. And me, Will Lyons, the Sunday Times Wine Columnist and Vice President of the Sunday Times Wine Club. Throughout this series, I have taken up the much-coveted role as Apprentice of Wine to try and become the master of all things grape-related. But you won't be on this journey alone, Susie. Oh no, every episode we'll be joined by a well-known guest for some good wine, good times and lively conversation. And don't forget, if you like the sound of any of the wines we have on the show, then fear not, because they're available through the Sunday Times Wine Club. If you haven't signed up yet, there'll be a link in the episode description for you. So, whether you're a big fan of most wines... Or you're on the fence about what makes wine so great. That's a really bad one this week. I am sorry for that. In this show, you're sure to find something to suit your taste. We're here in the fabulous church-turned-boozy destination Amazing Grace in London Bridge, ready to bless the wine and, of course, have a good time. Discussing and decanting with Susie and myself today is the TV presenter and journalist, Ben Shepherd. You'll likely know him best for waking up the nation with the latest headlines on Good Morning Britain. As well as morning presenting, Ben dabbles in hosting game shows too, such as Tipping Point, which I've been on and loved. It's one of my favourite TV shows. I had a terrible time on it. And Ninja Warrior UK. Today, Will and I are in for a treat as we turn the tables on Ben and present him with some wines that are hopefully going to blow his socks off. Hello, Ben. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. Lovely to see you. Yes, always nice uh, to see you. I love to meet you. How are you? No, but very well. But Ben, I feel like I've already said good morning to you because I did actually wake up with you this morning. Oh, and and right were you dressed when we woke up together? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get stopped occasionally <laughs> by people walking along the street and they go, oh, morning, Ben. We woke up together. <laughs> I wasn't wearing anything when really? I saw you this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly unnerving uh, <laughs> at times. You're not really sure how to react, but you know. I, I was in a t-shirt making a coffee. Fun. Nice. Yeah, that was, but With pants, bottoms, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, you weren't like Winnie the Pooh But, but I wasn't wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah. Have we started on the right tone? I feel yeah, like... Yeah, this <laughs> is... I mean, I quite like it. We're going in a different yeah. vibe this week. So, when it's it's 2.15 now when we record. What time were you up this morning? Uh, I think the alarm went off about half three. What time did you go to yes. bed? Uh, I actually went to bed really early uh, last night because... The day before would be my son's birthday. I've been down in Bristol, which is where I filmed Tipping mm-hmm. Point, which is where the last time I saw yes. you with your spectacular experience on Tipping Point, which I'm sure we'll come to. <laughs> um, and uh, so I've been down there and we filmed from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Got back in time for Sam's birthday Wednesday. We went to see Top Gun, which was amazing. Had oh, dinner. Great. Had no sleep because then I was up Thursday. So last night I literally collapsed at about nine o'clock. So I was asleep by about nine o'clock. 
and the alarm went off about half three. And is that when you're like going through the news? Do you have to? I get so so what 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 we what we get is we get the brief about which guests we've got coming in, why they're coming in, what we're going to be talking about. Mm. Uh, and I suppose sometimes stuff break while oh, you're yeah, on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But stuff breaks while you're in there. Stuff breaks while you're asleep. So you get in the car and it can be a completely different show yeah. to the one you went to bed in. Actually, breaking news to deal with is one of the most exciting parts of the job because yeah, it's so be. live. It's when the team really come into their own as well. Because obviously we're the we're the, the the people that you see up front, but the team behind are make the magic happen really because they're the ones that have to sort of gather that information, turn it around, give it to us, inform us with what's going on. Very often there'll be two of us. Yeah. So like there is for you. So you know you might be chatting to me doing the subject, and we'll be being told what's happening next and where you're going next. And it might be completely different to what you've got on the page. Right. So there, yeah. have to, there has to be. An innate understanding between the hosts yeah. that if one of you has the ball and needs to throw it, the other one's going to catch it. Yeah. And you just hope that they do. And, yeah. you, and, and I suppose you learn to be really calm in those situations because I, I was a wine merchant. Then I worked on a newspaper at the Scotsman. And if there was a breaking news story at late at night, you know, four o'clock, you just ripped up two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I remember the first time it happened, the news editor saying, well, you've got to calm down. I can so imagine that word. You're running around going, ah, God, it's going to be But then I realized that, um, yeah, but, but, but by the end of it, you get so used to that adrenaline that, that, that you operate really well under pressure. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you, de- you definitely get used to the adrenaline of a moment like that happen. Experience is an incredibly important part of the mm. job. I think the first few times it happens, I think the first few times you do live television, it can be terrifying. You know, even just counting to time and being mm. told, right, you've got to wrap this up and you, you know, a hard count and someone's counting in your ear and you've got to keep talking to someone like they're not counting in your ear. And often they'll get more and more irate in your ear if you're not talking. <laughs> and you've got to try not to show that in no, your so eyes. Like, okay, no, that was really good. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> it's Bye. A, well, you can see that happen. You can see to the people that don't have the experience get faster and faster and louder and louder. And, and, and so experience is a, is a, is a hugely valuable asset in a breaking news scenario. So you're, I mean, you're really busy, like always on stuff, always shooting Tipping Point, and you're always making TV shows as well. Do you have much time to like, I was about to say for R&R, for rest, <laughs> like do you have much time where you get to relax? Yeah, and- I mean, it's a bit smoke and mirrors. I think it feels like, because Tipping Point's on a lot. Yeah, um, oh, but you do it in blocks, We do you? it in big blocks, yeah. So we're just about to come to the end of, this is the 10th year of it actually. But wow. we're, we're, yeah, I know. So we're just about to come to the end of series 13. We'll have some celebrity shows coming up. Uh, so more celebs are going to come in and take on the machine. So here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tipping Point and I tweeted about how much I liked it. Ben then got in touch with me and was like, oh, you should come on the celebrity show. I was so excited. I drove to Bristol. I ended up smashing my car on the way. That's a different story. But then I went on Tipping Point and I was so excited <laughs> that I just really screwed it up. Because yeah. I was, I, I was, I was, yeah. you know, I was like you, you trying to break a story yes. in 2004. Yes. <laughs> I was so excitable. And like, my mum loves it. She watches it every day. So I was like, oh, mum's like, you know, this is going to be such a big deal for mum. And then it's like, Susie's been here. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> I was on and off in the fir- before the first like ad break. I was so devastated it was, for you. But it was such a laugh. I didn't realise the trauma that had happened on the way. No, I didn't tell anyone that I had a car accident on the way because you because you can't help but feel silly because basically I just reversed into something and I didn't want to be like, hi, I'm a moron. We've never met. I crashed my car on the way here. But it was a lovely experience and it's a great show. I think the thing is though, you te- I messaged you afterwards going, it was amazing. Thanks so much for coming all the way down because we filmed down in Bristol. And uh, I'm so sorry it finished so quickly. And you went, Ben, it was brilliant. And don't worry, it's all material. Yes. And next thing I know, I think someone sent me your stand-up routine about your experience on, on Tipping Point, Point, which was just 
Hilarious. Yeah, it's on my Amazon Prime special, and, uh, it, <laughs> and people—it's—it's it's so funny. The people that have messaged me and been like, like it's, "It's the opening of the show," talking about like the, the jobs that I did during lockdown, and the amount of people that have messaged me like, "I've only just got to tipping point, and I'm <laughs> laughing my head off," which is such a nice thing. But it's such a great show, and it's such a—it's such a—it's a playful quiz, isn't it? Yeah, That's I think the nice so. thing. It's a, it's a game I, show quiz. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 I can be on your side. I want all the contestants to win, but but I think the, the uh, sort of the we film it in blocks, so mm. there's quite a lot of stuff to do. And then it's on a lot and it gets repeated a lot because yeah. it does well, which is lovely. So it feels like I'm doing a lot all the time. Yeah. But there are times when I can have a bit of time off. I, one thing that's complicated slightly is I've got a production company, as you know. Yeah. And we make another other TV shows as well now. So a lot of the downtime that I'm having, we are now producing other TV shows. So we make Lingo for ITV mm -hmm. and we're just about to film American Lingo with RuPaul hosting it oh, for wow. all the States. And <laughs> That's going to be amazing. I know, yeah, yeah. And Celeb one for here that Ru's hosting. So the summer is going to be a quiz show with Ru. I mean, which, I mean, how, how exciting is that? I'm be? excited for you to get more fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like next time I'm going to see you, there'll Can be like a shawl, there'll be sparkles. My alter ego might change slightly. But having a glass of wine, just slowing everything down would help you relax at the end of a How very busy filming schedule or, or week. Do you have a glass but, but, of wine but you're, you're busy, Yeah, but I was you, you obviously can't do it on a weekly, on a, on a daily basis because you've got to get up at three in the morning. Oh, he can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he really can. Oh, he's still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've actually, interestingly, my relationship with wine has changed quite a lot. I think in the last sort of year, probably, I love wine. I've always really, mm. really, really enjoyed wine. My dad is a an absolute wine buff and and I just always loved it worked in the drinks industry all his life Did you? I didn't um, know so I was sort of lucky enough to work in a wine chateau on my year off as well in in Bordeaux or near Bordeaux oh, this is the best um, guest we've yeah. ever had this and is uh, in fact I've got a present for you no oh. <gasps> oh, oh my, my word I'm, I'm really shocked the I've first got... guest to bring us a present. Thank you so much. Oh my much. God, that's so it. kind of you. It's, uh, Chateau Luden is the chateau. So, uh, and I worked there for three and a half months as a stagiaire yes. in the summer, taking people on wine tours and guiding them. That's so lovely. Thank and you. a lot of English student type men have done this as well. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I mean, I was very lucky because it was, it was a chateau that was bought by the Gilby brothers. Yeah. In the 1800s, eight, uh, sort of something like that. And then obviously it's changed hands more recently. And I, my father worked for that company and, and I had an interview to, to work there my year off. So I think the thing that I love about it is it means so much to me because I yeah. did the harvest. We did the grapes, I watched it sort of mature. And so I was there in about 1993, 94. Yes, which is that was university. when I was doing my own. So great year, 2009. One of the best vintages of the last 60, 70 years. Oh, I'm not messing around since Yeah, and it's had, a lot of, you know, it's had a lot of bottle age. You could probably drink this this weekend as well, because I, I would normally say for such a good year, you, you want to lay it down. Yeah. But the nines are very fruit forward. I mean, it's this beautiful chateau. Have you ever been? You've not been? Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. so Chateau Luden is a beautiful pink chateau on the Gironde, and it's in the shape of a U, and it's got these two towers, and it's 16 bedrooms. And it's so obviously. It's rose in, in French, isn't it? So that yeah. sounds a little bit better than a pink chateau. But it's a pink chateau yeah. with this beautiful drive. And um, it was just absolutely magical. And when we lived on one of the, the sort of the workers' property, ha yeah. huts on the property as well, and just had the most extraordinary three and a half months before going to university, you know, drinking amazing wine, exploring the world of wine, 
really beautiful, delicious wine, then went to university and literally would drink mess. I mean, <laughs> I, it was, you know, I sat down and everyone went, oh, look, there's the University of Birmingham Plonk. Do you want to try that? <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry, I don't drink anything that's not full-bodied. Uh, very quickly got over that. But, but Ben, have you been back to Bordeaux since? We, do you know, interestingly, I had my wife, I was with my wife for about nine years before I realised I needed to ask her to marry me. And, and, and she did take me once Easter, she contacted them and said, could we stay there in the hope that I would propose to her? And we had the most amazing <laughs> weekend. We had, the, oh, we had the most amazing weekend, I, you know, and, and it was ben. lovely being that there. And I didn't realize, it was only years later when she said, you do realize why we went there. And I went, oh, I thought you were being really romantic. It was really lovely. We had an amazing weekend. I just didn't want to ruin it by sort of, you know, asking a question. By that ruining sort of, it by proposing. Well, Nothing's like, going to ruin no. by that, Ben. Well, as long as they say yes. Well, yeah, but yeah. if she's planned a trip, yes, I, I doubt she'd I be like, I didn't realize nah, that. I'm all right, fam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't been since then. I ha I've always promised that, we've always promised each other we'd go back and go and visit because it's such an amazing part of the world. And it's transformed in the last, say, 10 years. Right? So, so the whole city's been pedestrianized, cleaned up, floodlit. All along the quay in the city, it's beautiful. It's like a mini Paris. It was the same architect that, 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 that did Paris. There's a TGV now. You can get straight from Paris. Down to Bordeaux. So, yeah, it takes two and a bit hours. But I just think the whole region is booming because the price of Bordeaux, since you were there in 93, for the top wines, you probably bought them then for about £65 a yeah. bottle back here in London. They're now going for thousands. I mean, thousands yes. and thousands. P P P Prince Robert of Luxembourg, oh, who owns Obreon has just had a huge sale in New York where he raised several million pounds for his bottles in, in, in aid of charity. And they just, were, just... I, so I had this amazing experience and brilliantly my friends came out for the last, my last few days and we had this deal with the chef uh, du Chateau, a guy called Charles Eve, amazing guy called Charles Eve who was a master of wine and stuff. And he'd said, he'd incentivized us at the start of the season in terms of sales. And he said, for every... Four cases you sell, we'll give you a bottle. Anyway, we had the most brilliant summer of sales. It was me, a Dutch girl, and a Danish guy. And we just, and in the end, he changed the rules because we were getting too much wine. Anyway, so we, I filled <laughs> this car with wine and we drove from Bordeaux. And then we went to stay with Enika in Amsterdam, which is where she'd gone back to. And all my mates stayed with her as well for a few days. And we drove all the way. It was back before satellite phones. My friend threw the yeah. map out of the window on the way there. So we literally navigated by signs and instinct and asking. We went from there to Calais, got on the bus. As soon as we got back to Dover, we got pulled over because the car was so heavy. I mean, it was literally, it was a Ford Escort that was filled with three of my best mates. They all bought bags, so much wine. And he was like, oh yeah, they just assumed we'd just been, we were in the army and we'd just been to the cash and carry and just filled up with yeah. booze to come back for a party. But it was, and, and, and for many years, I slowly worked through that wine. That's all gone now. But the wine back then... You know, it didn't cost me very much to buy, but actually a bottle of Luzen now is, is really, really yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. I really um, appreciate that. Thank you so much. My pleasure. No, I, I, I love sharing that story with people. Yeah, yeah. It's something I don't no, get to do enough. And it's, um, story, actually. Can we share some Come on, let's go. Now? Yeah, we, we've, it's time for a glass. So we're starting, like we normally do, with, with bubbles. But nice. we're at the end of the wine route, i.e. this is a very sort of, what's the word, sophisticated choice in a way. It's a sort of sommelier's favourite. Okay. We're in Germany. It's a Riesling your father would approve of but yeah. it's sparkling it's a sect it's a german sect from a very famous estate called reichstracht van buell so we're in the beautiful town of deidesheim so we're about an hour and a half southeast of frankfurt now i always talk about the dna of a wine what's the sort of principal characteristics and i suppose of this wine and look at the golden color it is very good. and the mousse that that sort of white 
that white froth has 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 gone down, but the bubbles are small and they're 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 going up rapidly, aren't they? This is all about fruit and acidity. So you've got you know fifteen hundred grape varieties, but the most noble, the most sophisticated, that the sort of bark, the Rembrandt of white grapes is Riesling, and all wine connoisseurs and sommeliers regard it as the greatest white in the world. It produces the greatest white wines in Germany. But what's little known is that Germany also produces. Uh, this sect, which is a sparkling Riesling. And I think it's wonderful, especially as we approach midsummer, just to sort of pick you up. Now, interestingly about uh, Reichstag von Buell, they hired the ex-cellar master from Bollinger in Champagne. So I believe it's the same method as champagne production, secondary fermentation. My dad used to work for Menzendorf. Yeah, yeah, did he? Yeah, so Bollinger was the, for that period of his career, when, when he, just before he retired for the first time, Menzendorf distribute Bollinger. Mm -hmm. Is Bollinger still owned by the same family? Is it still one yes. family that owns it? There's only three. So, so Bollinger, Paul Roger uh, are still family owned. Yeah. So Bollinger's always been uh, sort of a, 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 not least because James Bond drinks Bollinger and my wife is a bit yeah. of a So you, you know the story there. behind that. Cubby Broccoli met Madame Lily Bollinger. And literally it was just a, a case of wine that I think Bollinger donated. And it went in 13. I mean, it just became synonymous with the Roger Moore era, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But, but no deal was signed until, I think, the, the, the last but one, when they actually formalized the deal. Yes, I'm not sure. My dad was one of the finance directors. I think there might have been a bit of a deal before that. But, yeah. And it's expensive, you know, to place a product in a film like Bond. Yeah, very. Uh, and you have a set number of visual and... Yeah, and sort of That's references. It's mainly spirits now. Because yes. in, in the books, if you read the Fleming books, it's Tatiche. It's Comte de Champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and scra he eats a lot of scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> scrambled eggs and, and smoked salmon and champagne. That's it. Well, he's always rusting out scrambled eggs. That's a good life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're just running around, carousing, shooting, saving the world. I think it's that whole thing. Um, apparently, Fleming had just had a child and was feeling pretty miserable in this sort of domestic situation. And it was just escapism, wasn't it? He just wanted to write a book about someone he wanted to be, probably. Yeah. I'm just guessing, but. Oh, we all want to be Bond. But yeah, we? we want to do that. Don't oh, we? yeah, I'd love to be Bond. Thank you, Bond. Right, so go on. So, so I say, compared to you. Bollinger, that's lighter, isn't it? It doesn't yeah, have that toasty brioche character. It has that green apple. And when you swallow it, that's sort of really mouth-coating acidity. It is, isn't it? Which just goes on and on. It has that length of acidity of flavour, which, is, which is pleasing, actually. I yeah. think uh, you, don't, you don't always have to like this style. I mean... Um, some people just love that rich roundedness you get with champagne, whereas this is much more spring-like and mm. cleaner and fruitier. It's fruit and acid, really. Yeah. Um, I, think it's, I think it's perfect for sort of in the garden aperitif style because it's got that racy, but, but, but you have to have a meal afterwards. You have to yes, it. Yeah. it feels like it's about to set you off on a really lovely Absolutely. occasion. I, so, so I love a sparkling uh, drink. Mm -hmm. I like bubbles. Yes. I think I'm a bit of a... So it doesn't matter what it is if it's got bubbles in i'm in right like i'm very like a jacuzzi <laughs> <laughs> what about bubbles in a jacuzzi what's your vibe <laughs> oh on that oh my day literally i just will fizz over <laughs> you're listening to wine times brought to you with the help of our friends at the sunday times wine club your go-to experts for fantastic wine and don't forget if you like the sound of any of the wines we've been tasting in this episode, there'll be a link to them in the podcast description. Hold up. 
VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we're in Germany at the moment. Yep. So we're going to, I'm just going to tip that away. You don't have to. How, where are we going next? I tip mine away as well. So, so we're down, going. Down we, Ben's neck. He <laughs> tips it away. I like to um, try and think counterintuitively and have a few quirky wines on. Uh, we've had wines from Moldova and R- R- um, Romania. This is a white wine um, from France from a very famous region called Beaujolais. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um, the family is um, Fabille Descombe. That the, um, they were found in Beaujolais. But it's a Viognier. So the grape variety is Viognier. Its home is in Condra in the northern Rhone. And Viognier is a grape variety that, as a Sunday Times wine columnist, I get, I get a lot of letters about this. People are always looking for Viognier, for good Viognier. The very best examples are quite expensive now. But put your nose in. It's, it's almost like a spicier, richer version than Chardonnay. It has the same full-bodied texture as Chardonnay, but it's very floral, isn't it? Mm. Very floral. I used to, when I did the wine tasting, I just had a flashback as I'm spinning this glass, trying to get some air into it, of taking one of the directors of the company came down and he and his wife and his daughter came for a wine tasting and they said, oh, Ben, will you take the director and his wife and daughter? And I was... 18 at the time when this daughter came in and she was quite attractive so I was really on it I was really showing off and I took the red wine out and I was talking about it and I was being all sort of dramatic and 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 artistic and I got really <laughs> carried away I went in and I was saying so how smell the wine and now spin it and what do you notice about the difference in the bouquet when you spin it and and this girl was sort of she was enjoying the experience as was the father and the mother and then I said so if you really give it some you can really get and I literally span the wine out of the glass <laughs> across my shirt and across the, the mother as well and I was like oh, hey, honestly if the if the earth could have swallowed me up at that point it was the most horrific moment and that and the dad was on the end and he thought it was hilarious that I covered his wife in red wine and me as well I was absolutely mortified. That's like something out of Meet the Fockers, isn't it? It's <laughs> like, it's like a, and I had to go and explain to the Chatelaine was quite a sort of a battle axe of a woman, amazing woman. And I had to explain that I'd taken the tour, but I'd, I'd done something that might be worth mentioning. And she was so angry. What the bloody hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> I just got carried away. The, the 
theatrics of wine. Yeah, sure. Theatrics. We they talk are. a lot about the theatrics of wine, don't yeah, we? Yeah, and, and the whole ritual of wine, of which some people want to ignore, which I, I think you can ignore, but I think it's also nice to embrace it. Oh, it just adds a little bit of something that there's sort of the extra yeah. sensory experience. The theatre of having a wine list mm. and having a proper sommelier come to you and and put the wine and open it up carefully and maybe decant it with a candle like they do at Le Gavroche or something like that. And then they slowly in the hair take, they hand it to you to sniff because that's the etiquette. You don't taste it. You're just oh, smelling right. to see whether it's, it's, it, it's faulty. So if you really want to impress your sommelier the next time, just say, just, would you mind if I have a sip? And they'll be like, oh, yes. Susie knows her stuff. Yes, <laughs> doesn't right. she? But there also is, and having worked in the Chateau and seen the time and the effort and the expertise yes. The, of the detail, the most minute detail of the harvest and everything that goes into it, just to get a wine into a bottle that like we yeah. massively can take yeah, for yeah. granted because they make tons and tons yeah. of bottles. But every single, like there is a, a, a there is the, 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 the team that put this together have poured over the most minute detail to make this the best it can possibly yeah. be that I think that it's easy to forget, isn't it? As you it's just easy. crack open and another bottle of wine. I mean, they are. The, the it's easy to forget that they're farmers and it's a thousand it's, it, I think it's a thousand decisions you have to get right, really. Yeah, it's agriculture, Especially with fine it? wine. <clears throat> and, that you know, come September, when you harvest, you're at the mercy of the weather. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I could do it. Everyone says, w w w would you like to have a vineyard? And we could have vineyards. I mean, we, 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 uh, we have some amazing vineyards in England. Interestingly, Essex is a great place to... Is it? Is it getting better? Emerging as one of the great oh, places to ripen grapes. And I think in a hundred years' time, when we're all sitting here, and the English wine industry will be quite old... Essex will probably emerge as one of the great regions. I'll tell my dad he'll stick a few vines in the back garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mum will be pleased. My cousin, it just suddenly dawned on me as well. My cousins actually have a vineyard. This sounds really ridiculous. It's just dawned on me. Yeah. My cousin lives in Australia. She's in Melbourne. She married an Australian. And they have some vines because yeah. they bought a farm. And you're absolutely right. And they've been at the mercy, not just of, of the weather, but of, of, of locusts and things like that and birds oh, yeah. and coming down. And they sort of grow yeah. the grapes all year and then all of a sudden it gets ravaged overnight by a, so, a plague of pests of some sort that come in. So I think the, 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 heartbreaking. the, the oh, unbelievably heartbreaking. The yeah. sort of handful of, of issues you can face in the growing season is firstly it's frost mm. but hail is the big one. Yeah. Hail comes through July, June and it's it will just in an afternoon in, in, in minutes will destroy your whole vineyard and it's heartbreaking. I mean, I think in Bordeaux now, at the very top of states, you can sort of, you're, A, you can have hail nets, but you can fire off fireworks into the clouds. I'm not sure they work. But at Petrus, <laughs> I think he gets in his helicopter. Do they still, because um, I know that they did this when I was there, they had, at the end of each vine, there'd be a rose. Yes. Because the rose gets attacked by yep. pests first. So they see the roses going down, they'll yep. know that the the vines are going to go down too and they're just all going to come under attack god will your jobs know, is, is hanging in the balance here. <laughs> <laughs> and, also, and now um so many vineyards you realize this is an audition okay. <laughs> oh, god. The, the trouble is you're doing breakfast tv next week <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see me at three o'clock in the morning um but what do we think of Viognier? because i'm quite intrigued because i as i said i get a lot of lessons about it it's not too Everyone said, but but I do like that sort of. There, I mean, there's like lots it. of tropical fruit there, isn't there? Yeah, mango, honeysuckle. Mm. The way a wine feels in your mouth. This is definitely base notes, isn't it? Mm. Almost waxy and mm. yeah. I was about to say, um, like... and it, it's so different from the first one, or from a Sauvignon, which mm. is all about racy acidity. This is much more mellow. So it feels like it sits slightly, like it's just yeah. covering your tongue a little bit, just gently resting on it and you know 
we're quite near Borough Market, Borough Cheese, with Comte, the creaminess of Comte. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. I keep saying to the producers we should have food, but... <laughs> Apparently, it doesn't sound very nice. I tell you what would be brilliant if you were doing this. Obviously, it wouldn't be as controllable in the middle of the market live. Yeah, yeah. You just, you know, and they get people wave to, to the fromagerie, and they chuck a little bit over. Oh, man. oh fantastic! To the That's biltong boy in the corner, get a oh, bit yeah. of that. I bought some outside of King's Cross the other day. It's a little market up there. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. nice up there. Yeah, that's Great changed a lot. Sure, yeah. It's changed a lot. We used to live up there, Annie and I, when we first moved into London. We were in Islington, not far away, and King's Cross was not somewhere you'd have a, no. a cheese store. No, if there was a white tent there, it would definitely be a murder rather than a fromagerie, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? That's how the world's it changed. Was, it was, yeah, a triage tent of <laughs> yeah, some exactly. sort. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, time is always the enemy, isn't it? Sadly, we're down to our last wine. We are indeed. Where are we going now? <clears throat> so we've gone from Germany to France. We've gone from Germany, we've gone west to yeah. Beaujolais, and now we're going southeast to Italy. Wow, we're going to fly into Rome. Feels and we're like we've head. lost a sat-nav. The map's yeah, gone out the window. Now, what we've got to think of, it, it's always an artificial environment. You know, we've had three wines. We don't have any food. We've got the cameras we're on. We're not the on holiday. On, you know, the Can you mention the food again? We <laughs> still haven't got any food. I think it's no the food. end of the working week and we're tired. Hungry. Okay. And we want to put Top Gun on. And, oh. we've, and we've ordered pizza. Great. We've got to, we, we made a bit Let's of a salad pizza. from the kitchen. Sure. It's all super relaxed. This is the wine you want to have with it. Okay. You know, so we are um, on the Adriatic coast uh, in, um, in Italy, or what the Romans called Inotria, the land of the vines. And the great variety is uh, Montepulciano. So it's not the Tuscan village. It's um, Montepulciano de um, Abruzzo. And this is just a great value red wine from central Italy. This is my dad's favourite thing ever is finding really good value mm. wine that mm. tastes amazing. Like, because anybody can go and buy an expensive bottle of wine. Expensive. Yeah. His, exactly. The thing he enjoys the most, and he loves his wine, is find a wine that's cost me 10 pounds yeah. and it's going to blow me away, or, or less. And when he enjoys telling you that at dinner, go, do you like that? Be, that was only oh, nine pounds. Absolutely. <laughs> and the thing you always do at family dinners, and we have quite a big family, is you make sure you sit next to my dad because the best wine is always on the floor next to his foot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the wines on the table are, yeah, yeah. are going to be nice, right? They're going to be nice, but the best wines, and they could be, they don't necessarily have to be the most expensive, but the best wines are on the floor by his foot. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you're sitting next to him, you'll get some of his wine and the rest of us or the rest of the rest of them, they'll be able to make do. I've, with I've got some sympathy with your father. I feel like <laughs> you'd go on with Ben's dad. So at Christmas, if I'm doing big family gatherings, I say, right, here's, and they're all good wines, obviously, but I'm like, here are the wines you can just glug away. I don't mind as much, you can drink as much <laughs> of that as you want. This wine, if you're going to taste it, we're going to taste it with me. And yes. we can enjoy it slowly, please. Um, and we might get carried away at the end. <laughs> but um, I think that's what the Sunday Times Wine Club does well. It just finds those wines, the great value, but also that you, you, that you just want to drink and yeah. just enjoy. And... I think I'm, my father-in-law, I think, is, is a member. And every yeah. year I get a case. My Christmas present is a case from the Sunday Times Wine oh, Club right. that he's had that year. And he's gone, right, there you go. That's your Christmas present. That's uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is. It's a really, really lovely thing. But it's, there's something about getting wine delivered. I just got delivered from the club, the, the Hugh Johnson selection, and you have a cardboard box and it opens it up and 12 bottles, you know, oh, 12 apostles, but it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, a box of pleasure, a mini, a mini cellar arrives. Yeah. And I love that. I do like that. But I think that's um, what makes wine more approachable. I mean, it's the very reason that I'm yeah. on this podcast with Will rather than someone that knows what they're talking about, because I think it's important that. You know, I'm just someone that enjoys wine. You are great value. I'm great value. Yeah. That's, yeah. the thing. that's the thing. I'm eight quid an episode. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> 
as Ben says, it's easy to write about the world's great wines. It's nice to write about them occasionally, do a feature, but that's pretty easy. Yeah. You know, there's no legwork there. It, it's finding or and, and and making a judgment actually. Mm. I mean, obviously, we have great supermarket buyers, great Sunday Times wine buyers. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just on the edge of it. But um, I think um, who was it? Robert Harris, when he gave up writing his Sunday Times wine column to focus on his books. Hmm. And says Island Disc, they said, did, did, did you ever miss it? He goes, no, because every Sunday morning I used to get stage fright. <laughs> and I'm the same because you put out those six wines and people now will let you know. Oh, of course. And they've, they got, spent they've their, got access to you now as well. And well, they spent their hard-earned money. And if they don't like it, they know where to find you. And I always, I always think I always um, try and have a discussion. And, and, and for me, I'm just the person that says, look, that's pretty, Ben, have a, have a try of this. I think you're going to like it. You know, I, I don't want to be the big authoritative sort of patriarchal, you must like this. Do you, and this is an interesting question for you as well, <laughs> Susie, as a comedian, do you remember the people that uh, criticise your choices more than you uh, remember the ones that really appreciate it? Maybe. Is it the same yeah. with your gigs and your, your comedy? Yeah, totally. Like I remember having a, a year in Edinburgh where I just got four and five stars across the board. Amazing. Just lovely. You know, I was walking past my poster every day. More stars were going up. <laughs> lovely. What a treat. Did you linger? She, she, yeah, I mean, <laughs> me. Um, you know, the show started out as great. One, one reviewer was like, I don't get what it is with her. I think she's fine, but I don't get why. Like, she's fine. And honestly, <clears throat> I saw him in a bar and then it was like, it was like he was haunting me all festival yeah. everywhere I went. I was like, there's that guy again. <laughs> he thinks I'm three stars. There is some, my mum says I'm special. You know, but you can't help it. Can you? It's it the funny? human condition of sort of going, I, I, and I think it plays into the, the, that horrid voice that's in all of our heads sometime, unless you're a psychopath, where you go, maybe they're right. Yeah. Maybe syndrome. I am awful. Maybe yeah. I am. So I actually thought about doing a fringe show on newspaper comments under the wine. At the the journal, I used to have, the best one was when I wrote that we shouldn't be chilling our whites. We all chill our whites too much. Telling an American audience, oh my, it all hell broke loose. But the best part was, I cannot respect Will Lyons. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it was? Because you told them you're, you're making your white too cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, fascinating. I, I and you still remember that though. I, I mean, that, I mean to, that be, was... to be fair though, you can take that and laugh about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was funny. Sure. It is funny. I once and had someone tweet me, what is the point of Susie Ruffle? Yeah. Which, oh I mean, that's word. like an existential crisis, isn't it? I mean, that's nothing to do with my comedy. That's like my soul. <laughs> but the point is, I really I like that. end with as rich, fruity, The colour of that label, that's so unusual. A label that colour. Sort of a, a sort of a, yeah. what colour is it? Crimson. Sort I don't know why mm. I'm thinking that. It's like a song. dining room, isn't it? Like a yeah. smart dining room. Fire and ball. Yeah, for Mrs. Shepherd would be all over that. We yeah. have that around the At a fire. country house hotel somewhere. My, I, like I have it. to say, I'm not sure when the podcast is coming out. I'm, you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to get every one of these wines and make sure my dad has them so he can listen and drink. Mm. He will be all over that. I don't know if you're doing that. Mm. I, I, his, um, when we did, when lockdown happened mm-hmm. and we all went into lockdown and everyone was stuck at home and everyone was doing Zoom quizzes, my dad organized a wine tasting for all the family. We've got family in Cornwall and in, up near Leeds in Harrogate. My sister's not far from me. My brother's in Dubai sent everybody samples and then we did a wine tasting over Zoom Zoom. that he had organized. I mean, we were all hopeless. I mean, famously, we did one one Christmas. My sister was pregnant. She didn't drink any of them and she got the best score (laughs) just by looking at the colors and smelling them. So we're all absolutely hopeless at sort of trying to identify them. It does things like like you, sort of an Indian wine or a a Moldovan wine. He loves all that sort of stuff. But that's how much he loves this process. So he will will be thrilled that... Yeah, that's I've excellent. got to do this today and he will want we to, need to make he, sure that 
Ben's I, dad we, is we were wine. talking yeah. about putting this podcast on British Airways, and I thought you could then serve the wines, mm. yeah. and so people would fly to. So that's my dad's thing, right? If he yeah, flies yeah. anywhere, he's not interested in. He, he'll go. Oh, there's some really nice wines on the plane. I'm really interested to couple the wine with. Yeah. Dad, it's airplane food. It's not going to be. Yeah, like with no, no, no. But how, <laughs> but how do you know? It could be, and, and yeah. then it's served at altitude and under pressure. What's that going to do to the taste of the wine? I caught them on British Airways the other day throwing it down the loo, <gasps> and I said, "Look, come on!" And they said, "We have to." I would have thought they would have wanted to take them home. And yeah, that's what I would have thought. Give them to the captain. Maybe they're not allowed anymore. But maybe it's, it's law. Yeah. It's all these it's regulations there. I once went to Cuba in 2003 too. Mm-hmm. And we went to Madrid. They went on an Air Iberia flight. Mm. And we were in economy, obviously. And it was a, it was a drinks party. <gasps> it was literally the, 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 the two stewardesses stood behind the hatch giving out drinks. Everyone got up and started chatting. People didn't drink a lot though. And I thought, this is going to be really interesting. Lo and behold... 45 minutes later, everyone was asleep. <laughs> I did. That was the plan. That clever, was the plan. But I'd never been on a plane where everyone just got up and were talking to each other and just mingling around. And it's a lovely vibe, that. Yeah, isn't it was. It? it was really good. It was really actually nice quite vibe. a nice idea. Party at altitude, great. And then you fell asleep and then you woke up over Florida thinking, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel great. <laughs> it's actually a long flight to Cuba. <laughs> so, Will, uh, what's your favourite of today? Let's start there. Uh, wow. I think it's... No, I, I'm going to be... I'm, I'm not going to try and be clever. I think m- my favourite was the sparkling. Your favourite yeah, sparkling? The, 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 the rice strap von Buell. Nice people, lovely wine, and just the sort of... Just the sort of spring-like aperitif wine I liked. Yeah. But I did like the Viognier. I thought that would be great. Again, great picnic. And I did like this. If I was having a pizza. Ben, please. I'm just sticking my nose back in the Viognier. And actually, it's it's lovely. I I, I think I'm um, the the red. Yeah. I think it's the, the Italian, the La Tiamata. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. I really, uh, the, I think the it just feels. Yeah, it's just delicious. Yeah. Really delicious. He, very popular. lovely flavors and and the other two were 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 great too. But this is the one that I'd sit down with. Like you say, the idea of a pizza. And I watched Top Gun Maverick the other day. A couple of my friends are fast jet pilots as well. I've been up in a. This is really fantastic. Been up in a tornado. My best mate Sam is a fast jet pilot, and he took me up the day before his wedding in a in a tornado. Wow. And we went supersonic at 200 feet across the water. And then we flew. I mean, so I don't know if you've seen the new Top Gun wow. movie, Maverick, but it's unbelievable. And I just spent the whole time thinking about my mate who flew me yeah, in this yeah. plane. Um, and so the idea so, of a, a bit of Top Gun pizza in this. and So it is good, the new Top Gun. Oh, it's amazing. I was very similar to this That's Top Gun. That's the wine that we've had over, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over, over the course of this episode, just in case anyone can hear those bottles in the background. My experience was very similar, just with more sick bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? There was a lot. Oh, you don't pull 5G without needing to throw up. What a lovely note to end on. Yeah. Venture <laughs> yeah. for being sick. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the funniest thing about it was? You'll love this. <laughs> funniest thing about it was, I thought it was really discreet. Like, so Sam, so he's, my best, you know, it's incredible. Your best mate's a fast jet pilot. Like, yeah, front so line ready. Cool. Yeah, so cool. And we've organized this flight because there's a bit of press about it, which is great. We've gone up and we've flown around and he's gone. And I've, you can control the airflow in the back and I can get more oxygen to my flow because you've got your mask on yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And he could tell the air pressure change. He said, you're right, mate. I said, you just feel a little bit queasy. We've been doing all this aeropathic yeah. stuff. It was incredible. And he went, you know where the sick bag is? Yeah, I've got the sick bag. Don't worry. I'm right in the sick bag. So I've got the sick bag. And I sort of sort of threw up the cheese sandwich I'd had because he'd made me have a cheese sandwich because he knew that he wanted to make me throw up because he's my mate. And I, <laughs> and I put it, yeah, all good, yeah, great. And then I realized that I hadn't quite got the bag. Like I'd missed a little bit. Oh, you know? no. so, so, so I sort of did all this. And then we've got these amazing pictures, these amazing, amazing black and white pictures of the two of us getting out of the plane 
And they took these pictures of us, proper Top Gun, black and white, walking along in all the jumpsuits and all that sort of stuff. Two of us laughing, because all I'm saying is, you don't think they can see the sick down the <laughs> It was the antithesis of the call. It was me, just with vomit down my top, failed oh, miserably. Well, I'm pleased to say that's not how we're ending the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a bit more wine to drink yet. So we do. Yeah. Thank you Thank so you, much for joining oh, us. I've that was it. fantastic. My absolute pleasure. That's it from us today. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wine Times in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just do this via your normal podcast provider. And we'll be back next week with more delicious wine and a fabulous guest. And remember that all of the wines we tasted today are available from the Sunday Times Wine Club website. But from all of us here at Amazing Grace, thank you very much for listening and we hope to see you next week for more Wine Times. helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.